Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show, we're going to talk briefly about the state of the Giants as they are off for the next three days until coming back to work on Monday to get ready for their season opener against the Denver Broncos. We'll talk a little bit about the offensive line. We'll talk a little bit about the injury situation. But we're also going to take a little bit of a detour today from all of the the day-to-day ups and downs, gnashing of teeth over the state of the Giants and, and everything that's right with them and everything that's wrong with them. And we're going to talk to Shane P. Hallam of the newly relaunched Draft Countdown website, Draft Countdown, run by Scott Wright for a long, long time, is now under new leadership, one of my favorite draft sites. Scott Wright was always one of my favorite draft people. So we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Shane Hallam about the relaunch of that website and about the 2021 Giants draft class coming up here in just a few minutes. First, just a couple of thoughts on the Giants. First, uh, some injury news coming out of practices this week. There looks like Saquon Barkley is continuing to ramp up. Lots of reports that there's optimism that he could play week one against the Denver Broncos. I don't know, you know what's going to happen with, with Saquon, but things are trending up. He seems to be doing more and more work. Apparently took some hits in Thursday's practice for the first time as the Giants went through a fully padded practice. Seems to be trending in the right direction. Also optimism about wide receivers Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney who have been practicing this week. Both guys missed most of the uh, most of the the preseason so we'll see you know how much they can do how much they're able to ramp up see if they're able to uh, to get themselves in position to play against the the Denver Broncos in the September 12th season opener also uh, it looks like tight end Kyle Rudolph coming off his foot surgery is also ramping up again don't know if he'll be available but could be trending in the right direction. So the Giants could look healthier in week one than they have in in uh, 
you know, throughout the the preseason thus far, the one uh, the one problem, the one downside when it comes to injuries is that Evan Ingram apparently hasn't done much work this week with his uh, with the calf injury that he suffered in the preseason finale against the uh, the New England Patriots. Ingram, it looks like, could be a no go, you know, for the the Broncos game. But uh, you know, but we don't know yet. We'll see what happens in practice next week. But the fact that Ingram hasn't done any real work this week on the field is a little bit discouraging. All right, I think the other thing that we need to talk about today is the state of the Giants' offensive line. On BigBlueView.com today, I posted a a lengthy sort of state of the state on the Giants' offensive line. Hopefully, you'll take a look at that uh, to uh, to get full details on on my thoughts and and on the state of, of the line. You know, just uh, a week or so away from from the beginning of the season, but a couple of quick thoughts here. The Giants have uh, have obviously this week been looking to uh, to upgrade the depth on that line. Traded for Billy Price, center guard from the Bengals. Traded for Ben Bredesen, guard from the Baltimore Ravens. Added veteran center Matt Skura to their practice squad. Wouldn't be surprised at all if Skura is a guy who gets uh, bumped up on game days or even eventually added to the 53-man roster um, as uh, you know as we go forward here. The uh, the Giants' offensive line which they've expressed confidence in, you know, for months now, is obviously in a state of flux entering the season, obviously not in a place where they want to be. Andrew Thomas had a rough game against the Patriots. Matt Pert's been up and down at right tackle throughout training camp. Might have lost the starting job to veteran Nate Solder, but there's going to be a rotation over there. So the tackle play right now is not an inspiring confidence. The uh, The fact that Shane Lemieux has a partially torn patellar tendon, has barely practiced all summer, is going to try to play, but we don't know how effective he'll be. You know, especially young player missed a lot of reps this uh, this summer, isn't fully healthy. Um, that's a big part of the reason why Bredesen is a giant, why Billy Price is a giant, to give the Giants options at uh, at that left guard spot. So right now, there's so much riding on the on the play of this Giants offensive line. As I said at BigBlueView.com on Friday morning, I'm not ready to to throw in the towel to say that the Giants have failed on this offensive line rebuild. You know, they, they've gone all in on their young group. You know, most of these guys that they drafted, Will Hernandez that they drafted, Lemieux, Pert, Thomas, all draft picks. They're all in on this young line. Can't call it a failure yet. Unfortunately, what we've seen so far in the preseason in training camp doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, a lot riding on whether this unit can protect Daniel Jones, can open holes for the running game. So we'll see how it works out. But right now, I obviously don't blame anyone, you know, for being nervous about it, for being upset about it, for, uh, you know, for for worrying that, that the offensive line could be the thing that undoes 
the the Giants hopes for the 2021 season we'll see how it plays out but uh, don't give up on it just yet Uh, obviously nothing that has happened thus far counts toward uh, the regular season but I don't blame anyone for being uh, for for being nervous for being uh, upset at this point about what we've seen so far in the preseason all right Giants fans let's do this Let's take a brief break for a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. And then when we come back, I will play for you the interview that I did with Shane Hallam of Draft Countdown. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Giants fans, Uh, you know, those of you who have been uh, following Big Blue View, following uh, the Valentine's Views podcast for a while, know that, you know, one of my favorite draft analysts was Scott Wright of Draft Countdown. He was a longtime friend of the program, longtime friend of Big Blue View, was a big help to us over the years. Um, doing uh, doing our our draft work and and Scott was uh, was quite often on the mark when it came to to predicting how the Giants draft was going to turn out. Scott has moved on from draft countdown, and uh, in his stead now, having relaunched draft countdown, are Shane P. Hallam and Brian Bosarge, I believe is how you pronounce it. And, and with us to talk about the relaunch of draft countdown and the uh, the Giants draft class and, and a few other Giants related topics is, is Shane Hallam. Shane, thank you very, very much. And uh, congratulations on the relaunch of the site. Oh, th- thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, Scott was excellent at what he did. He helped me get my start. So I'm definitely grateful for him and excited to see him go to new places and happy to tr- try to fill those big shoes and, and do what I can for the NFL draft community and, and football at large. So you guys relaunched what, maybe a week or so ago? Yeah, we launched about a week and a half ago. 
Mm-hmm. Tell us, you know, just just tell folks what they'll what they'll find on the relaunched draft countdown, and and give folks in case they they aren't familiar with your work and with Brian's work, just you know, give us give us some background on uh, on the two of you guys as well. So I've been covering the NFL draft now for about 17 years, since 2004. Uh, and I kind of got my start writing at Draft Countdown with Scott. I attended the Senior Bowl with him numerous years. We did a podcast together, the Draft Countdown podcast, um, for years as well. So, you know, I'm well familiar with with the site and his process, and we've worked really well together. And I've, I've you know, been working for a number of different sites. I wrote for About.com and FakePigskin.com. Um, uh, 24-7 Sports Steelers Insiders, some different things have kind of bopped around. This opportunity to bring one of the oldest NFL draft sites back was um, something I couldn't pass up. Scott started it in 1997, the early days of the internet. Uh, So this was one of the first ever NFL draft sites that existed. And so if it's something you're not familiar with, you know, um, probably if you've looked up anything in the NFL draft in the past so many years, you've probably come across it at some point. So we tried to really redesign the site, kind of bring it into a modern era while still keeping some of the charm. You know, we still have the clock counting down the, the seconds till the next draft. Um, and, you know, our, our goal is just to bring a lot of content that people want to see, um, it, both Brian and myself. Brian is, is a guy who lives in Mobile, Alabama, has been to the Senior Bowl since 1987, um, you know, that uh, Scott and I became friends with going down there. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to have him on board. But we've, you know, we've already, I released a, a 2022 seven-round mock draft already. I've released a 2023 and a 2024 mock draft. We, we, uh, we both have sets of rankings for 2022. I have sets of rankings for the future. Like anything NFL draft, um, you're going to get it there. We're, we're breaking down um, games. We broke down four games from week zero where there was barely anything to watch. So uh, we have everything there. If you're interested in college football, the NFL draft, uh, seeing you know what positions the Giants might need and starting to look at that, what some of those prospects will be, that's going to be the place to go. Awesome. Awesome, Shane. But listen, you know, I think we both have to take a shot here at Scott Wright, though. I mean, I mean, how can how can an old time one of the original draft Knicks like Scott? How how, how can you leave the draft community? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, look, he he's going into to the next big thing in, in sports cards and uh, uh, starting a startup with that. So that's definitely not my gig. Uh, I I don't think I could ever do that. But yeah, it's uh, it's sad to see him go because it you know with with everything that he has built over these years. Um, so you know, I, hopefully we can bring it back. But it's yeah, it it, it sucks. So, so let's talk a little bit, you know, I, I, like I said, I was always a a fan of, of draft countdown was always a fan of Scott's work and, and I'm going to be a fan of, of, uh, of you guys as well, you know, as I, I'm not what, what one would call a draft Nick. I'm more of a person who, who reads the draft Nicks and reads the experts to, to figure out, you know, who players are so that I'm familiar with, with them. So, so the work that you guys do is, is incredibly valuable to, to someone like me who, who really, you know, wakes up in, in January and, and says, Oh, the NFL season's over. People on my website are clamoring for draft stuff. So I better start getting caught up. <laughs> so, so what, what I want to do, I do a thing on big blue view. Um, 
that we've been doing, you know, Big Blue View has been in existence since 2007 and, and everybody does, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, winners, losers, things like that. I do a thing on Mondays after games called kudos and wet willies. And I do it in sort of, and I do it in other places as well. And I kind of want to bring that to the podcast here as well. So what I want to do is go through the Giants draft class with you and maybe a little bit of what we've seen so far with, you know, with, with players like Kadarius, Tony colors it. But what I want to do is I, I want to get, you know, kudos being thumbs up and wet willies being thumbs down. I want to get a kudos and, or wet willies from you um, going through the Giants 2021 draft class. So let's go, you know, round one, 11th overall pick trade down, you know, for Kadarius Tony and a couple of other assets, you know, one that they used in another trade uh, later in the draft and two assets they picked up, you know, for next year. They left Rashawn Slater on the table, um, you know, at 11, ended up picking Kadarius Tony. So at 20, first of all, you know, kudos or wet willies from you for uh, f- for the selection of, of Kadarius Tony. I, I think I have to give a wet willy for the selection of Kadarius Tony. Um, I definitely was not a fan of him. I, I didn't have him rated as a first round selection. I think for, you know, for the giants, this seemed to be to me a reach because they missed out on Devonta Smith. Um, and I think the trade, uh, I give a kudos to the trade. Like I think the trade wasn't bad. I know passing over Sean Slater can hurt, but I think the trade was good to get those future assets to, to kind of um, rebuild on the fly with a team that still has some talent. Uh, but, you know, I would have said, hey, take take Christian Darasaw and get that future first and get some of those pieces. That would have been a slam dunk for me. I think Kadarius Tony is a, a role player. You know, I, I just don't see him when I take a, a wide receiver in the top 20. I want a guy that's going to be a difference maker that's going to, you know, be a starter, be a stud. And and I think he'll have an impact. I think he can have a positive impact on what defenses have to do, but I don't think we're ever going to see him and feel like, Oh, this, this guy was worth that pick. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. And uh, I think you could have gotten, you know, other receivers later in the draft that could have filled that role and done just fine. I know that, you know, the giants, fan base giants community is really down on Tony right now because he's barely practiced, but uh, you know, which doesn't help, but you know, I I want to believe that there's some Deshaun Jackson in Kadarius Tony in the fact that he can help you in the return game, that he's electric in that area. Um, And maybe he's not the speed burner deep threat, you know, kind of just blow by defenses from wide receiver. But I want to believe that he can have that that kind of impact. But but maybe I'm just maybe I'm being overly optimistic. I, mean, I think that impact is that is potentially there uh, for him to be able to be electric on the field. We definitely saw that this past season of Florida. He other than Kyle Pitts, he was the central point of that offense, getting the ball in his hands and behind the line of scrimmage uh, short after the line of scrimmage and letting him do what he could do in the open field. So I think if he has that ability to, uh, to game plan it for him, I think he can be useful. Um, my, my, 
big fear is kind of twofold and, and you hit on one of it. And I understand Giants fans trepidation because he was hurt a lot in college. That was a big problem. And now it's a big problem. Now uh, I think it's something that has to be factored in. And the other thing is that just a, a year, uh, you know, two years ago, he was sixth on the depth chart um, to me. You know, I, I generally want guys that come into college that develop fairly quickly, that get up that depth chart, show that talent early. Um, the fact that he couldn't kind of crack that earlier and Florida had some good receivers, some late drafted receivers, but it wasn't anyone out of this world. That scares me a little bit too. Is this a player that can be consistent? So, you know, I think if he stays healthy, there's some potential there. Like you said, special teams, him to be a gadget player. I just don't know if that's worth the 20th pick overall. All right, let's move on. Round two, Azizo Jalari. For me, this is a major kudos for me before this stuff came out about you know, the possibility of, of long-term issues with his knee. You know, he's a guy that I, I would have been happy with at 11. I would have been happy with him at 20, regardless, to be honest. I mean, he's a guy, when I looked at this draft, I thought he was perfect for the Giants defense. He's a big-time kudos for me to get him at 50. Uh, where do you have him? Talent-wise, it's a huge kudos for me as well. I, I agree with you. I, I, I guess, you know, this draft would probably would have looked better if you had flipped those two players. Obviously, Tony wouldn't have fallen that far. But if you had taken, you know, if the Giants had taken Kadarius Tony uh, in the second round, the Zizo Jolari at 20, th- then I, I definitely like it a lot more. I think he has that top, high-end, top pass rusher talent. And he did it Georgia against SEC players, against players that are starting in the NFL and, and you saw that burst, you know, that first step for him, I think is just uh, unbelievable. And, and that's something that you can't really teach or improve upon. So those are the type of things that I like to, to grab. And when I rate guys as first round picks, like I did have with Ojolari, I think he has that kind of lightning quick off the snap movement. That's very tough to defend. Um, and he plays pretty low. And so it, it becomes very, he's, becomes very dangerous so the, the knee issue is the only thing and i don't know enough about it and it to me um there's been so many times when we've heard of these medical issues even in this same draft of guys uh, medical problems and then they get drafted and they come in and they light up camp and they become starters and maybe they play two or three less years than they would have but are still fine i, I i'd take that chance all day on a player with his talent All right, third-round pick Aaron Robinson, cornerback out of uh, UCF, unfortunately starting the year on PUP. But uh, long-term, you think that's a kudos or a wet willy for the Giants? That's a kudos pick for me. That's about where I had him. I think I actually had him a little bit higher, maybe late second round. One of the most physical corners of the line of scrimmage uh, in this draft, and that's what Aaron Robinson did really well. Playing at UCF, sometimes you didn't see that top-end competition, but but they actually had a pretty decent out-of-conference schedule, and he held up with some good receivers. Um, he's not the he's plays a little stiff. He's not the you know most versatile athlete. He's not going to run up and down the field on you. Um, but it doesn't seem that's the way the Giants' defense is trending. That you know he's going to play tough and he's going to make receivers earn it. And I think as NFL receivers get smaller and smaller. A player like Aaron Robinson can stick around and uh, be really good. So I, I was really happy with that selection uh, for them. How about Ellerson Smith, fourth round edge rusher out of Northern Iowa, kid who I was really excited to see the Giants land in the fourth round. Um, and I'll throw in, 
um, as a bonus, since Ellerson Smith is on IR, I will also ask you for thoughts on Quincy Roche, who the Giants just picked up on on waivers, you know, from the Steelers, basically to take Smith's place on the roster. So so both of those guys. Kudos to both. I think Ellerson Smith, I know the IR issue is it always stinks when that happens, but um, he, he was one of the best small school players in this draft. The senior bowl, he definitely showed he belonged against some of the high-end competition there, guys that were top 50 picks. Um, and, you know, for him, he, he has just such long arms and knows how to use them really well and, and knew how to use them against that level of competition. So I, I think there's a learning curve. That's why he's a fourth-round pick. Like, he has to learn how some of the nuances of the position, how to kind of stack and shed, how, how to do a lot of those things that he didn't have to rely on uh, at the college level. But if you can teach him to do that, I mean, I think you have a potential rotational pass rusher in the fourth round that could be very dangerous. Um, so, you know, I really like him. And I, I like Quincy Roche as well. And he he performed pretty well at Steelers camp, um, which I covered for a couple of days uh, at Heinz Field. And I thought he I thought he would make that roster. They didn't have that space. But uh, I mean, he's a player who, uh, you know, transferred to Miami, kind of got lost behind. Uh, Jalen Phillips, you know, who went in the first round, but was always very disciplined, very solid. Um, and, you know, I think I think that that's going to be kind of what he does for the Giants. It's a nice reserve player uh, at Temple. He was excellent before he transferred Miami. And, you know, I thought he could be a top 100 pick. So I, I think it, all all these kind of pass rushers really fit uh, the Giants defense really well. I think that was one of the best parts of this draft. Yeah, I just for what it's worth, I banged the ger- the drum for the Giants to to draft Roche somewhere in the middle rounds. I banged that drum for probably a couple of months, so I'm thrilled to see him with the Giants now. Um, yeah, that's, let's that's so huge. so let's I'll put the two sixth round picks together. Cornerback uh, Rodarius Williams, running back Gary Brightwell. I was a little bit surprised by both picks actually. But uh, both guys have performed pretty well in training camp and sort of opened my eyes to what the Giants saw. So kudos and what willies to, you know, for, you know, for you on, on both of those picks. I don't think I can wet willie too many six round picks like, you know, it, it's it, you start to take shots. And this was the so I'll, I'll give him kudos for both these players. I mean, I, I thought Brightwell maybe was a little bit. Uh, draft a little bit high. I, I had him on the borderline draftable range, but he's a tough player. And like you said, I think he's shown why how he belongs making that team, um, which is pretty good. Like this draft class was one of the probably the the shallowest in NFL draft history because it was the smallest that we've ever had because all those seniors could go back to school. So these six round picks. Now, I might struggle to make the team in a year when next year is the largest class ever. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind. But the fact that both these players made the team, I think, is good. I liked where Darius Williams, I thought this was about where he should go. Once again, getting a, a cornerback that is very physical. Uh, so it seems like they want to add that physicality to the secondary. And that's what he did really well. He wasn't like a big playmaker or anything like that, but um, you know, he'd come down and play the run. He would, he would jam at the line of scrimmage. Um, he was very good in the flat at, at making stops. So, um, you know, he, he's definitely a player that I think could be a nice special teamer at least. 
All right. Let me ask you, um, you know, we talked about Quincy Roche a little bit. Let me ask you about a couple of the other players, guys that maybe you haven't studied, you know, within the within the last draft cycle, but guys that the Giants just picked up off of waivers and via trade. I'm just going to throw some names out and you tell me, you know, which, which guy, which guy maybe you really, really like out of this group. Wide receiver Colin Johnson that they picked up from Jacksonville. They traded for the two offensive linemen, Ben Bredesen from Baltimore, Billy Price um, from Cincinnati. And, you know, the other guy that they just added today is Matt Skura, the you know offensive lineman, you know, formerly of, of the Ravens. Anybody in that list who really jumps out at you as a guy you think could really help the Giants uh, over the course of the year? I really like Colin Johnson, the, the receiver that they got from Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is just a little bit log jammed at the position, but he had a he's had some pretty solid preseasons. He was very good in Texas, had a long career there, uh, being kind of a, a possession receiver. Uh, and I, so I I think he can be a contributor, you know, down on the special teams side of things, and if. Injuries occur, as we've seen, you know, Tony and Gall- Kenny Galladay nursing some injuries. Like Colin Johnson could be a guy that steps in uh, and I-, I think produces a little bit and that fans can get excited about. So I like him. I also really like Ben Bredesen when he came out of Michigan. Um, he was, you know, a tough kind of lunch pail player. I think he really fits Joe Judge's mentality there. And I can see that fit uh, going well. Um, I-, I thought Billy Price was good when he came out of school, but he has not performed <laughs> In the NFL, it's been pretty bad. Um, but so maybe a change of scenery will help him. I think that's interesting. And, you know, Skur is good veteran depth. So I, I don't think any of those were like bad. Uh, when I saw the Bredesen trade specifically, I was like, oh, I think that's a good move. You know, I think it's a good move to add that depth. And um, like I said, I like Colin Johnson. So I, overall, you know, it's been, I think, pretty good these past few weeks for the Giants. Last thing we have to talk about Giants offensive line. They're all in really on a young group. Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, Matt Parrott, even Will Hernandez, who's in his fourth year, was a second round draft pick. You know, Nick Gates, undrafted free agent center. And the the guy that we really, really need to talk about, I think, is Andrew Thomas. Really, you know, really rough rookie season. Really, when you go game by game, it was a really rough first half of his rookie season. The second half of the season wasn't, you know, it was was adequate, more or less, with, I think, the exception of, of one game. Where are you on Andrew Thomas? I mean, in, in your mind, did the Giants not pick the correct left tackle at, at number four a, a year ago? And, and ultimately... You know, do you think Andrew Thomas is ends up being a flop, ends up being a good left tackle, an adequate left tackle? You know, where are you on 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 his future? So I I definitely feel like they they picked the wrong tackle, but that doesn't mean that he can't be good in the future. I, I don't think those things are exclusive. Like, uh, you know, personally, I had uh, Mackay Beck in the tackle for the Jets as my top rated tackle. And I think Tristan Wirfs for the Buccaneers, you know, obviously had a great rookie season uh, for them, but had a lot more support, I think, too, uh, when you're playing with Tom Brady and you're playing with the other offensive linemen. Like Andrew Thomas mm-hmm. had, had a rough go, you know, and it wasn't just him, it, you know, was the rest of the offensive line, too. Yeah, he yeah. also so he also maybe had the worst situation of the bunch. I and I would say 
maybe by far. Uh, so I, I think it's tough for him. And I, like you said, I think he started to, to get it later in the season. Now we still have to see more development from him, but um, I, you know, when you watch his college film and you go for kind of from when he started at Georgia to the end, you really see some big development happen. He wasn't very good early on in his college career either. And year by year, he got leaps leaps of improvement. So I think if you see a big improvement from him this season, even if it's not perfect, even if it's not, you know, pro bowl or anything like that yet. Um, I think that's a really good sign because it kind of mirrors his college career to become a top five pick. Uh, so I think he can progress. Is he probably going to be the best tackle in this class? Probably not. Um, but that doesn't mean that he can't be good and can't be a, a franchise bookend, hopefully in a year or two. Yeah, a year or two after he gets Dave Gettleman fired and Daniel Jones killed. <laughs> true, true. You know, you, you, today's NFL, you got to get up fast. Uh, so, you know, maybe this will be yeah. the year. But, you know, uh, once again, I, I don't. I still don't think it's a great situation for him uh, there on the left side either. You a fan of uh, Matt Pert, by the way? I, I liked Matt Pert uh, coming out. I, I did. Um, I wouldn't have, you know, envisioned him as kind of a year one uh, starter. Um, but I, I think he can, at the right tackle position, I think he can develop. I like him, especially in the run game. So that's what I'm really hoping for this season with Saquon Barkley back. I think Matt Pert is going to have a lot of success uh, in that range. So I think if uh, if the offense is really built around Barkley and running the football, then especially off tackle, uh, like I think that right side with Matt Pert could be, and Will Hernandez could actually be very lucrative for the Giants run game. And that's where I think is going to be his best bet. You know, the, the problem is I just don't think he's going to have the athleticism to ever be an elite pass protector uh, like you want. All right. Hey, uh, Shane, I really, really appreciate your spending some time with me today. Hopefully we'll do this again. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully, you know, you guys uh, at, at Draft Countdown can become kind of a go-to for us here at Big Blue View like uh, like Scott was in the past. Why don't, uh, before I let you go, uh, just let folks know, uh, you know, what you've got going on on the website, where they can find you guys on Twitter, social media, podcast, any of that, any of that good stuff. Go ahead over to draftcountdown.com. We have mock drafts. You have rankings uh, this week after the week, week one of the college season. We'll have write-ups of about 12 to 14 different games and, and players in all those games, including uh, Alabama, Miami, and Clemson, Georgia, which just those two games has close to 90 prospects in this draft. So it'll be a lot, lot, lot to digest. Um, and check us out yeah, on Twitter at Draft Countdown. You can follow me at Shane P. Hallam uh, on there as well. All right, Shane, thank you very, very much. It's it's never not draft season. So so we, we can always we can always talk draft. Giants fans always, NFL fans in general love to talk draft. So we'll do this again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me so much. Uh, all right, take care. And that's our show for today, Giants fans. Please remember to uh, to check out all of the, the Giants coverage that we have for you at bigblueview.com. As we enter the 2021 season this weekend with the Giants off, we will be going position by position through the Giants roster. We've already posted, uh, as I record this, we've already posted the offensive line piece. We'll be posting the rest of them over the next three or four days as we look at each position for the Giants You know, entering the, the 2021 season. Also, please remember to, to subscribe to uh 
to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check out our YouTube channel. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Be sure to to follow at Big Blue View on Twitter. Pretty much uh, anywhere you consume information, you can find a Big Blue View channel that helps you do just that when it comes to your New York Giants. All right, Giants fans, thank you very, very much for listening. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.